Welcome back to another episode of Mother of Fact. Now, there's no use sugarcoating it now, so I'm going to come out and say it. I like sex. Sex is great. And it's not just the act. It's what it entails. The logistics, even the awkward moments. What might not be so great? When my kids start asking me about it. And here's why I love having mature conversations about sex. Why do most parents feel like they've been put on the spotlight when their kids ask them questions that lead to the slippery slope, also known as the talk? I sat down with the Vice President of Communications at The Parent Inc. and fellow mom, Carla Perlas, who currently manages the content and parent communities over at The Asian Parent. So she knows a thing or two about giving the talk to your children. Listen in on our conversation where we talked about the Asian parent and her advocacy on how to talk about sex with kids. All on this episode of Mother of Fact. Hi, Carla. Carla Perlas, thank you very much for uh, once again agreeing to guest on Mother of Fact. Carla, of course, <laughs> you are from The Parent Inc. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do over there? Of course. So I'm the VP of Communications at The Parent Inc., and I oversee, you know, our corporate communications, internal, external for all our brands, which are the Asian Parent and Mama's Choice, which you see there <laughs> behind me. <laughs> so um, uh, here in the Philippines, uh, pretty sure a lot of parents would have heard about the Asian Parent. It's been around in the Philippines since 2014. I was employee number one. Oh. <laughs> So that's 2014 and Mama's Choice. So that actually, uh, the Asian Parent is a web and app platform, content community platform. Mm-hmm. We receive over 35 million users monthly on this platform. Um, I would say regionally, right? The entire, all, all of our markets. So the Asian Parent is headquartered or the Parent Inc. is headquartered in Singapore. So that's where it all started. Um, but we have offices across Southeast Asia, North and uh, Jakarta, Bangkok, Kuala Lumpur, here, of course, in Manila, in Ho Chi Minh. And we have our tech team, which is housed in our office in Mumbai. Now, Mama's Choice is our DTC brand or direct-to-consumer brand, which we launched in Indonesia back in 2019 or 2018, if I remember correctly. And it's, you know, it's a line of safe, natural, and halal mama and baby products. So this is available already um it's launched in indonesia and thailand and malaysia singapore and we are launching here in the philippines in q2 q2 um yeah the products are actually already available um uh, we've had a soft launch they're already available on shopee and lazada on those e-commerce e-com platforms Uh um but we haven't officially launched the brand here in the philippines um, so yeah, mama and baby products, you know, from from nipple cream, stretch mark creams to, you know, mosquito or insect repellents for kids. Um, we also have wearables, right? So maternity bras, maternity leggings. You know? So so we have a full range. Wow. So you've been you've been at it since 2014. Yeah, I've been with the Asian parents since 2014. They hired me as the content head for the Philippines. 
And eventually, you know, they saw my capabilities as a content head and gave me more markets to cover. Um, so I've launched a lot of verticals for the company. So we've launched also the Indus Parent, which is the India version of the Asian Parent. Wow. Also, you know, launched some other women's um, verticals, right? Or women's platforms like Her Style Asia and Asian Money Guide. Uh, Nonilo, we call it Nonilo, which is actually our home and design platform. But, but these latter ones, we just like any startup, right? We launch and then, you know what? It's not kicking in after six months, after a year. Okay, let's just set it aside for now. And so we focused for now on parenting, right? On empowering mothers and mothers-to-be. And that is our mission as a company is to help parents raise or actually just to help parents have healthy pregnancies and raise healthy families and we do that through the trifecta of content community and commerce right so that's why we have the asian parent and mama's choice so on the asian parent you have which is our content and community platform you have access to you know credible and relatable content and a supportive community especially in our app I do urge you to install our app on your phone. Being a mom yourself, right? It's hyper-localized, right? So it's, you know, you have access to moms in your vicinity, right? So Filipino moms. But you can set your country to another, you know, your country to another country. Or let's say, oh, I want to talk with Singapore moms. So you can just change that in your settings. But, you know, of course, Culturally, we have our own nuances in parenting. So a question you may have as a mom here, as a Filipino mom, will not make sense to Thai moms, right? So that's why we've made sure that the Asian parent is hyper-localized in that way. So yes, so you have access to content, you have access to a supportive community, and we have, you know, the safe and halal and natural and quality mama and baby products that you can use for yourself and for your family. So that's why we have that that trifecta content and commerce it's our model to support parents and yeah okay it does sound really good when you're speaking carla it it feels like your voice is so motherly like it's so soothing and it's so extensive but i love i love the whole startup story and how now it's just you even have one in india and it's available in in all platforms you have an app for it so i want to know as the head of content how did you grow all of these platforms and what helped you bridge all of these communities together so yeah i was you know the head of content um for the asian parent for many 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 years right so i would say maybe um seven no 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 yeah if it is 2014 yeah about seven years that i headed up content not just the website but also our social media platforms also our app by growing our app not just growing the community on our app but also growing the traffic right increasing the number of downloads we get increasing the number of registrations right or installs that we get on the app those were some of my major KPIs that I had mm. to, you know, oversee, not just producing content, right? Oh. Articles and videos, but mostly building the community. Yes. Right? I really do love that. And it's so nice also to see how, you know, you said you started 2014, you had a one-year-old. You're still in search of that mom community, right? say everything is so new to you as a single mom, right? And I've always had this thought na 
even if you're a new mom, diba, you have so many new learnings. When you're pregnant again and then you give birth again, you have a whole other world full of learnings. And it just it just keeps changing, doesn't it? Like one mm-hmm. thing that used to work for you before w- won't work for you anymore now. And you just, yeah. you have to keep on changing. And I feel like it's also so, it says a lot, diba? And like what you do now and so I wonder, you know, you, you foster all of these communities. Would you say you're the kind of person, Carla, who's like, you want to learn all the time? Like, you're always in search of something new. Of course, you know, I mean, actually, it's not that I'm in search of something new. I'm always in search of interesting stories as told to me by interesting people, right? So I love listening to the, the parenting journeys of the people I meet. Um, not just the parenting journeys, but also even the career journeys or personal journeys of people I meet. But since I'm always, you know, mostly surrounded by mothers, right, because of the line of work I do, um, I love hearing their stories. Actually, in fact, this morning or earlier today, uh, I interviewed one of our colleagues here in the Philippines. So she's the head of campaigns for Philippines, Singapore, and Malaysia, right? So all the the media campaigns that we have. She's the one who makes sure that they, you know, reach their campaign KPIs, right? And uh, execute the campaigns, right? For our company newsletter, I said, hey, can I put you on our cover story for the newsletter? And I want to, you know, interview you about your motherhood journey. And she's like, do you have questions? And I said, no, we're going to wing it. I just want to hear, you know, I just want to know more about you as a mom and your journey, right? And because she was a single mom, she had two daughters, uh, 10 years in, you know, 10 year age gap Mm -hmm. and, and from different fathers. So there you have so many angles already, right? Single mom, raising kids with a big age gap and then raising kids with different fathers. And then, and then of course, there was also the whole, you know, parenting during a pandemic angle, right? Because two years ago, her youngest was only one year old, right? Yeah. And then grew up, you know, um, and, or spent, yeah, exactly, spent uh, her toddler years without the proper socialization and exposure to, you know, the environment, the community, you know, the first half of her formative years were done indoors, right? So how frustrating, could, you know, was that for a mom? Um, and then there was another juicy angle that I discovered while talking to her, her pandemic romance. <laughs> oh, there's an, my romance bar. Romance angle bar, right? So, so, you know, so I, I mean, I, at some point I'm going to invite you in exchange, right? And I'll interview you in exchange. <laughs> yes. <laughs> about your, your parenting journey. Yeah. I, I feel like that's something motherhood does. It just makes you keep wanna like listen to all of these Deba stories. And so, yeah. you know, um yours is is proving to be so interesting from the time that you, you know, started in twenty fourteen, meeting all these people, all these mothers from different countries even. Is this what led your advocacy, which is how to talk to your kids about sex? You know what, Carla? Like, woman to woman, after becoming a mom, you're in charge of teaching your kids values, and, you know, you're, you're, you're of course, the first teacher. Parang, why shouldn't 
we have been briefed about sex more as kids. Right? <laughs> parang, exactly. parang sometimes I think of it like that. Eh. Parang it's such a big thing. Kaya why were people like shying away from it? And why? No. Is, is this part of the reason why this is one of your advocacies? Or is it because you met somebody like a mom in a different country or a mom here in the Philippines who, who had a problem with it? Like, can you tell us why this is one of your advocacies? It's interesting because, of course, the topic of sex is always a huge traffic driver for us at the Asian Parent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sex advice, sex positions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've done all sorts of angles on sex, right, okay. at the Asian Parent. Yeah. Um, because mothers have just, even though they're, they have the experience, right, mm. they still have so many questions, you know, that they're unsure of. You know, it's like, oh, will I get Will I get pregnant if I, you know, if if he ejaculates inside, but I, I shower right away, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, how can you not know that, right? But <sighs> but there's still so much that we need to do to educate women about mm-hmm. sex, right? Mm-hmm. And and about the their reproductive health, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. And so it it, it is an important topic for me personally and even you know for our platform right Asian parents so that's why it's very important to me too personally oh because my. but you know we, we we just have to do our best to support them and provide them with credible information um you know a lot of moms especially let's say on the Asian parent here in the Philippines you know they they're high school graduates right a lot of them are high school graduates, not necessarily college graduates. A lot of them are young moms, you know. Some of them are like in their late teens, yeah. you know, early 20s. Yeah. Um, getting pregnant most likely because they didn't use, you know, protection. So it's, you know, for me personally, it's important that, you know, we let them know what, for them to intimately know their own bodies mm-hmm. and to intimately know their rights as women as well yeah right that you know they have full control of their own bodies their own thoughts their own emotions and shouldn't be led by anyone else they have full autonomy um and they should remember that you know so that's what we're trying to do you know empowering women empowering mothers um via our community and that's why we always ensure that we run a non-judgmental community and on our app you know we have that functionality where you can report whenever a user is being disrespectful right and then we can act on that right away and we also have a functionality on the app because we want our users to be open right and not hesitate when they have a, a question especially if it's a sensitive question they can post anonymously they can post anonymously, let's say, you know, and some of them may, you know, will, will even post photos of their vaginal discharge, you know, and asking questions like, what does this mean? Is this spotting? Especially if they're pregnant, right? Is this spotting? Uh, should I go see my doctor, you know? And then, and then we have that NSFW button, right? You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As a disclaimer, <laughs> you know? of course. Yeah, tap if you want to see the photo, right? You know, but yeah, you know, we, we do all these small and various ways to ensure that our community feels safe 
and that you know it's it, it's an open yet non-judgmental community. So whatever concerns you may have, you can address it with the community. And since you're you're in the Philippines, let's say right, you're in the Philippines, then we're addressing fellow Filipino moms who can relate to our situation. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. So let's say because I've been noticing that well, my nieces they start getting the logistics of sexual intercourse from school like they it starts in school and then you know they start of course asking questions at home and that's when the parents uh get caught off guard would you say that's common and that's one of the things that you're trying to like avoid or prevent from happening absolutely you know we um we do regular polls right we, we post a lot of questions for the community to answer and i did a series um because i did another talk similar to this uh, about you know sex education with kids and talking to kids about sex um for the singapore audience and i did a series of polls on this um i should have done this for this one too targeting filipino moms but it's interesting one of the questions was do you think you're well equipped to talk to your kids about sex and majority of them said no <laughs> no 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 and i have a feeling it would be the same um for filipino mothers right and, and another question was um uh where did you get your information on sex from you know and um majority said at school right but then there's also a portion and i think it's higher friends more than parents <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and so is that alarming like what does that mean it is it's very much alarming because like you said earlier right we should be as parents yeah. the first persons they talk to about sex about even you know uh, at a young age you know the changes in their bodies right like mom i'm beginning to see buds forming right is it time for me to wear a training bra you know for them to understand that as they grow older their body is changing i think that's the first step really in terms of you know sex education is really intimately getting to know their own bodies not just you know the the other angle which is oh don't let anyone touch your private parts okay yeah, yeah, those yeah. are your private areas that's addressing sexual predators right um, but you know there's another angle which is you know, for you to have full autonomy over your body your own self you know and how you have full control of it um because you should have full control of it before you share it with someone else you know and um, and how can you communicate to someone else because you know sex is a pleasurable act especially when shared between two people who have consented you know <laughs> to do this together um i'm not saying who love each other right not necessarily as long as you know you want to do it together right yeah <laughs> no judging here no judging here but you know how can you communicate to the other person what feels good right um if you if you yourself don't know what will make you feel good you know um and also you should be confident enough to ask the other person um what you like 
right? So, of course, you know, when it comes to, you know, uh, young kids, this is not the, the conversation to have with them, yes, right? In terms yes. of, you know, um, finding pleasure and, you know, uh, whatever, right? Yeah, but yeah, for yeah. younger kids, like let's say for my girls who are nine and six years old, I, I would start with getting to know their bodies, right? Like, oh, you know, um, our kids are starting to smell at the end of the day after you've been playing all day. That's part of it. Now let's, you know, let me teach you some good hygiene habits to follow, right? These are the things that you should do um, to combat that. Um, or, okay, oh, okay, so you're seeing already buds for me. Um, okay, it's fine, you know, it's the pandemic, we're stuck at home, and, you know, it's just mommy and daddy and your sister, it's okay. But when we leave the house, um, if you're wearing something thin, maybe you need to wear something underneath. Right to um, to to just you know you know out there you can't control what people are looking at or thinking about your kids right but at least uh, you can protect your kids from those thoughts <laughs> malicious thoughts by just you know doing some simple things right like um, yeah maybe a training bra underneath because. Even though you yourself don't think anything much of it, mm. she's still a kid, but mm. another person may not think that. Right? So you just need to protect them from that. What would you say is the youngest possible age that you can get into briefing your child about? Like for you, it's nine and six because you have you have girls and you know their body sort of changes. But what if what if you have like me? I have. Um, an incoming six-year-old boy. Um, how can I like start introing that talk, and when? I mean, of course, this is not you know uh, the end all be all. You should do this one right? size fits all. You know exactly. Yeah. My personal recommendation is to follow their lead, right? Mm. Just make sure that you advocate in the household open communication okay any any question they may have doesn't elicit a negative reaction from you so yes. even if let's say it's a shocking question like hey mom how come i i see a little you know spot on my pee, right mm. and you're like oh, what, what, what's that? What's that? Yeah, right? yeah, and, yeah. and then you make them feel uncomfortable it's like oh did i do something wrong shouldn't i not have that should, should i not have that right so if you just you know stay calm um and say oh Okay, you know, like, uh, what was it? A friend of mine said, um, her, her daughter, 10-year-old daughter said, Mom, is it okay that, you know, you, you're not going to be a grandmother? That I don't, you know, that I'm not going to have kids? <laughs> a 10-year-old, right? After okay, this. Wow. And so the mom was like, of course, internally, she's mm. like, oh my God, why is she asking me yeah, this? Where did this yeah. come from? Yeah. You know, did someone talk to her about this or mm. did she see it somewhere else? But on the outside, she's like, okay, well, you know, I'm all in full support, you know, of, <laughs> of what you decide when you're old enough. But inside, she's like, <laughs> 10 year old yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right yeah, it was like yeah. wow you know what a controversial yeah. question you know so yeah um i think yeah i mean for for young kids it's just you know they everything is magnified to them right so mm. if to you a little reaction like raising your eyebrows yeah. or you know widening your eyes it's, yeah. it's minor to you to them it's a big deal mm -mm. and 
first they you know first thing they'll they'll think is did I do something wrong? Should I not yeah. have asked? Yes. Right. So yeah. um, I think that's key. Really, it's mm. just to to make sure they're comfortable um, and safe enough to ask you whatever question they may have. Um, yeah. That's the first step. Um, if it's not in their heads, right? They're not thinking about it yet. They're not exposed to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't need to bring it up, right? You don't need to bring oh. it up. You know, let them enjoy the moment, the moments <laughs> yeah, that they're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if let's say you know um, they let's say they discover for themselves that oh. you know, touching themselves actually feels good, right? How do they voice that out? Will they say that? Or will you just catch them and then they'll be bashful about it? Or Yeah, I mean, I think, though, I don't know if it's inherent, right? But, you know, growing up, right, we, we, we put clothes on, we cover our body parts. Mm-hmm. And that act alone already indicates to them that, oh, we shouldn't be exposing ourselves, right? Yeah. And then, you know, when they're, when they're showering, of course, they, they feel sensitive down there when they're washing, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a different sensation there. And just the difference alone, I would say, you know, um, it may trigger thoughts like, am I allowed to touch myself here, right? Um, or am I just here to just, you know, wash myself? Yeah. Like, right? Like with my girls, right? You know, when they wash themselves, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's very, you know. Brisk. Yeah, and it's just the act of it. Yeah, like they're just, just washing. washing. They're just washing. Um, yeah. But sometimes, like I, I caught them, you know, with their with their hand inside mm. the pad, and mm. I just ask, "Oh, is it itchy?" Yes, <laughs> it's like, yeah, like that, right? You know, <laughs> just trying yeah, to find, yeah. just trying to find out, and being very nonchalant about it. Mm. Um, there's really no right approach. I think what's very important is that they don't feel judged and they I won't feel embarrassed mm-hmm. um, because they discovered something that people do normally anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and that it's up to you now to just explain that, yeah, I know yeah. it feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just, you know, there are uh, social norms to follow when it comes to this yeah. act, yeah. you know? Um, and these are some things you, you should follow. Um, in terms of hygiene also after you touch yourself do wash your hands hands. (laughs) Um, and me personally it's really just accepting the fact that they're growing up yeah they're discovering themselves and love them I I love that message because it's not an answer, Alamion. It's uh, mm-hmm. just brace yourself and try yes. not to let your past malices cloud your judgment. Because exactly. it's so easy, the ba? Yeah. When you see, like, oh, I'm bracing myself already for the time that, you know, he starts discovering or they start discovering their bodies. But parang in my mind, it takes so much not to, like, hey, not Mm-mm. to make anything out of it but you're so right it's you have to be that safe space so they they can further open up and i guess that's the perfect time to have a conversation such as that diba? something yeah. that involves their body and another person's body diba? but yeah i i really i really do like that message it's a strong message i wonder how it is in the philippines i wonder if like we can break that sort of toxic isn't that isn't that a toxic trait that that gets passed on Mm. 
from generation to generation. Uh, yeah. Culturally, not just yeah. generation to generation, but also culturally. maybe uh, culturally, religious. Um, religious, of your, course. Your yeah. religious affiliation also. Um, mm. If you've been taught by the nuns, <laughs> by oh, your yeah, grandmas. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, you know, yeah, no, 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 no. Sex yeah, is not for, I... sex is not for pleasure. Sex is for procreation. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that is, oh so, my gosh. I feel like we attended like the same school. <laughs> we did. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's, I don't, I don't know if that's a good, I don't know if that was such a good thing to grow up with now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's there to protect mm. kids, right? Yes, it yes. is there to protect kids because if you tell them, you know, um, like I said earlier, they'll take it to the extreme, right? If yeah. you tell them, oh, yeah, sex is for pleasure, then they'll just focus on that, Mm-mm. right? And not think about the responsibilities entailed, right? With, you know, in terms of, you know, doing the act and the aftermath, yeah, right? doing the act you know are you protecting yourself mm. are you protecting your partner right physically and emotionally even mm. you know and then after the fact are you um are you ready if let's say you didn't use protection and you find yourself pregnant are you ready for that you know, so those are very important practical discussions yes. that you know parents especially with um tweens and teens oh. should have, you know, should have, right? Um, uh, it's not about, you know, oh, this, this goes against the Bible or yeah. sister so-and-so said we shouldn't do this, father so-and-so said this is wrong. But at the end of the day, you really can't stop people from doing what, you know, feels good to them, right? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I think we should just be practical and I, face yeah. reality that, you know, yeah, they'll do what they want. Mm. And we just gotta be there to help prepare them. If you just think about it, no. Like so many things in my personal experience, like so many things could have been avoided if I was having a <laughs> talk <laughs> <laughs> from, from my parents. But you know, looking back, like and me being a parent now, it's just I'm not there yet. Um but, you know, you have a nine and a six-year-old, they're girls. And what is your message to parents who are, you know, who are still, who still don't want to touch the subject, who are still, you know, a little iffy about yeah. talking to their children about their body and sex? And that's okay, right? If you're iffy, you're not yet fully confident that you can, you know, talk to your kids about it, then don't. Don't, right? But prepare for that time. You know, for that exact moment when, you know, you need to talk to them about it. So read up on it. Ask advice from other parents. Um, maybe brush up on, you know, your reproductive health knowledge. <laughs> Why yes. not, right? Or, you know, what are some helpful but creative ways to teach them how to use um, protection, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, right? Just be prepared. I think it's, you know, um, uh, so that you're not caught off guard because when that moment happens and you find yourself in that situation where you know you need to talk to your kids about sex the best thing for them for you for the kids is to know um that mom and dad 
know what they're talking about, mm. right? That there's confidence in in that topic, in that subject, because then the kids will listen. Oh yeah, really, Dad? Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. You know, it's like oh, that's what happens. Oh yeah, you know. And then you know, you just gotta be ready with the answers. Um, so if you're not ready now, that's fine. Mm. Nobody is really ever ready, right? Yeah. But we should, you know, we should read up on it. We should yeah. be prepared. With the facts, no? Yeah, exactly. Facts. With the facts. With exactly the with the facts. facts. No judging, right? I, I would say no judging. Let's say, right? We have a teenager and, oh, no, my boyfriend is talking about this. He wants to go, you know, beyond kissing. And uh, let's say, you know, your daughter is really confident enough to talk to you about yeah. that, right? Oh, let's let's so. let's aim for that yeah right let's aim for that how do we do that um, we just not be judgmental no you just yeah, have to take it and think just about take it. it and 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 <laughs> just take it right just you take know? It. <laughs> but, but but you know be um like take it in a yeah non-judgmental way or or in a way that won't embarrass them or make me make them feel did I do or say something wrong oh, yeah okay let's all strive to be that that's a great yeah. message that's yeah just... So, and even if, let's say, what? What? Oh. You, know, you, you, you reply like that, and then they're like, oh, oh. they're taken aback. Um, there's still time to, you know, to, to fix that, you know, yeah. Yeah. after your panic moment, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> your moment of panic, right? Simmer down. One, once you calm down, then you yeah. sit down with them and say, hey, you know, I'm sorry with the way I, I reacted over there. And I just didn't expect you to ask me that question. Yes, I wasn't yes, ready yes. for it. But you know what? I am ready now. Let's talk yeah. about it. You know? oh, that's a nice, honest way to go about it. No, oh. just acknowledging. Yeah, acknowledge that you're just human too, right? <laughs> yeah, no, oh gosh. But you know what, Carla, thank you so much for all your tips. And I'm sure that there are more of those tips. Um, I just downloaded the Asian Parent. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so for the you support. Guys do, yeah, you guys should do. Uh, you, you can look for it um, wherever you get those apps. It's The Asian Parent. The Asian Parent. <laughs> yes. Again, Carla Perlas, thank you so much for joining me on Mother of Fact. Thank you, Ricky. Mother of Fact is proudly an Anima podcast. Check out other great content by following Anima online at AnimaPods on Twitter and Instagram. Digging the podcast so far? Leave a rating and don't be shy to record a voice message for me. You might just end up in the next episode. Click the link in the description or hit me up online. It's at Ricky Flow. <laughs>